It's crazy because here we are today celebrating 10 years uh, since the original, the first rolling mm -hmm. papers. How does it feel? Does it feel like it's been 10 years? Do you take time to reflect? No, I don't feel like 10 years at all. Um, I, I always, I look at a lot of the legends and the OGs that I look up to and their 10 year mark in the game was totally different than mine. So it's like, damn, I, I just think the, the life expectancy of an artist and their career has kind of changed. And definitely the way that I came into the game, um, it helped me, you know, keep that staying power to where 10 years later, people are still, you know, looking forward to whatever, whatever, or even still experiencing the, the older music. It's super cool to, uh, to just hear how that music touched people and how it uh, helped them make decisions or, you know, got them through situations in life. So that's the only thing, I mean, time is the only thing that, you know, you get that with. When you first drop a project, you never know how it's gonna really be received. But mm -hmm. after, you know, 10 years, people get to digest it and they get their own little interpretation of it. So it's, it's awesome. It is amazing because I feel like we're in this era right now where, I don't wanna say this, but it's like fast food, right? And yep. you give us a full course meal. Mm -hmm. And it may take people longer to digest what you give us because it's different if you eat a McDonald's burger versus a steak. You know what I mean? Um, do you, have you ever kind of hesitated when it comes to putting out one of these full course meals as it pertains to your projects? Because you stayed true to your process. Mm -hmm. um, I never really hesitate. <clears throat> I just go off of like the business at the time. I love putting out stuff for my fans. So I'm constantly re releasing mixtapes, freestyles, and videos, and things like that. But when it comes to my actual albums, like you said, it is a full course meal. And um, it's it's about building the project. It's not just me. I want to work with the best of the best. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm a company man too. So being at Atlantic, I got to sit down. I got to get them warmed up. We got to open the budget. We got to all be on the same page when it comes to the vision. So when it does actually roll out, um, you know, it, we're all satisfied. Yeah. And that's the main thing for me is to just like, you know, just kind of challenge myself and satisfy myself and make sure that, you know, everybody around, we're all on the same page. So the music is real. And that's, that way it just comes out effortless, effort, effortlessly. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that because I know a lot of people say, you know, fans have a short attention span. I'm like, well, that's not really true because Wiz really makes you sit there and listen to everything. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're going to listen to this. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to give you what's digestible really quick so you can forget about it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I appreciate it. Thank you. The reason why I call you a blueprint is for multiple reasons, but I think it takes a rare gem to have tracks with, let's say, Bone Thugs and Harmonies to a song with Megan Thee Stallion. Talk mm -hmm. to me how you stay inspired when you have so many big wins and you're, you stay creative and you stay timeless. Yeah, I love music in general. Um, I just enjoy listening to the classic shit. I love watching people come up and it's just the whole process. I'm in a great space where I can enjoy music and still be an artist and create and stuff like that. It doesn't, it don't, like neither one's, like being in the industry didn't make me less of a fan of yeah. music. So I think some people get jaded and they get kind of burned out, worn out, but I'm having a great time. I enjoy it. And, um, you know, even with the younger artists or the newer artists who come in the game, they always tell me how much I inspire them or how much love they have for me or 
a crazy weird story and I'm like damn that's crazy as fuck like I would never even know you know what I mean because I just be chilling I'm be in my own world I love to talk to the fans and and connect with people but it's great to see um you know each individual have their own little situation and it's like however we could you know meet up and use each other's platform to help each other and push each other forward um I'm all for that and I've always been with that Wow, super down to earth. When you say like connecting, I know that you released like kind of like this YouTube series that I really enjoyed watching because it gives us like the real creative side to you being in the studio. Can you talk to me a little bit about the becoming of that? You just released it, I believe, like two days ago. Yep, yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've always done day to days. Um, I was just talking about it, how uh, social media was a little bit different back in the day. Yeah. And, um, it was new to everybody because Twitter had just came out. And I think like, for me, I seen that as a way to like really, really get in touch with my fans and let them know everything that was happening with me. So I would release music through Twitter. I would release videos through Twitter. I would do my day to days and we actually aimed it, you know, through the process of being on Twitter. So it was just a, a really interactive time. And I keep that going now because I do know how inspirational it is. And I seen a comment the other day um, like it was like five or 10 minutes after I posted the video. Somebody was like, yo, I needed inspiration. I typed in Wiz in the studio and this came up. And I'm like, so if people are still sitting there every day, like, yo, Wiz in the studio, uh, how to roll a joint. You know what I mean? These are like things that just normal everyday motherfuckers want to see. And if I could provide that experience for them, um, you know, awesome. And it's fun for me. I love to make the videos too. I had it, I had it on, so. Besides you saying God provided you snakes and boots, snakeskin <laughs> shoes, I was like, oh, I got snakeskin boots. So we're doing we're something right. We're we're yeah, but yeah. it was definitely a part that you were talking about the importance of a producer. Do you feel like you've come to a place where you can just sit down with a producer and they know exactly what you want as it pertains to just like the engineering of a song? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, it, it takes, you know, you have to be in that production mode. And uh, some people are just good at writing. Some people are like, yo, I got really good words, but when it comes to performing it, it's, it's not really, you know what I mean, all the way there. And I was just in the studio with Stargate. Um, they made Black and Yellow, Roll Up, Work Hard, Play Hard. We were just in the studio uh, maybe a week or two ago. And they literally came in and played me two songs. They were like, these are hits, let's do these. And I wrote the two songs right then and there. And they were like, okay, that's good right there. Do this on that part. And I came up with my part. And to me, that's like a great production. That's how you put a record together because they've made number ones, like countless number ones. They made a number one record for me. But the fact that, you know, we're collaborating together, I'm only there to do my job. And that's to make the hottest, you know what I mean, record that we possibly can. So I come through with the content. I got the vocals. I'm going up and down. I'm here and I'm, I'm killing it. And that's like, a, that's a production to me now. I was supposed to go down. Yeah, it was really dope. Even watching you kind of like in the booth and just how you, you don't even get frustrated. I'm like, how do you not get frustrated? You just keep going. It's like a build. Like, it's nothing to something. And mm -hmm. it's amazing because it's kind of like you're watching art develop, you know? Yeah. It's beautiful to watch artists evolve. And I feel like I've been growing up and watching you evolve. Um, I heard you talking a lot about ownership of your lifestyle and now having your own strain of weed, Khalifa Kush. Is it really a good time for you right now? Because you've been talking about this now since more states are legalizing marijuana. Yeah, definitely. Uh, 
it's becoming more legal and recreational as well. Mm. You can just smoke it anywhere and everywhere. And that's what we were waiting for uh, because the availability of it is really crazy. You're going to be able to buy my weed online. You're going to wow. be able to go to KhalifaKush.com and order it straight to your house. And a lot of things are changing behind the scenes that people don't really see. So to be a part of the, you know, the unraveling of the new weed game is super cool and it's super fun. I was gonna say, even I don't consider myself, I'm not that old, I'm not even old. But like, even when you say you can order weed online and deliver it to your house, I'm like, hold up, is the feds tracking me? <laughs> like, I mean, it's scary, but at the end of the day, first time you do it, you'll be like, yo, all right, I'm doing this again, fuck it. <laughs> wow, wow, yeah. that really changed the game up. Talking yeah. about uh, delivering things to your home and things like that, Hotbox, the mm -hmm. food delivery, which I thought it was amazing. How did that come about? Um, it was an opportunity that was brought to me. They let me know that a lot of the kitchens were shutting down in restaurants because of uh, the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So it just provided space. They were like, you don't have to open an actual restaurant. We'll use half of this kitchen to cook your, uh, your orders and then we'll just ship them out from here. So um, it was like I was saying uh, before, it was like things are changing behind the scenes yeah. and new business models are, are popping up and just new ways to do things. So just being a part of this new wave and being able to add my own little flavor to it, it's definitely a blessing and, uh, and something that, you know, I've been able to capitalize off of. For sure, Wiz, you are definitely um, Don Sasson. That's like the king of spice. <laughs> um, this may sound a little weird because you are young, um, but you really are like the OG and one of the founding fathers of making festivals hot. Like when I think about festival season, it's like whiz, mm -hmm. smoking, like it's just lit, you know? Can you talk to me a little bit about how having quarantine season shut down festivals and how were you able to dedicate that time to your new business ventures? Yeah, um, yeah, I'm always on tour. I'm always traveling for the past, what, 10, 12 years. I've been yeah. consistently, uh, you know, putting in work. So it was definitely weird to not be able to go on the road and experience new music and see the production and the life. Like, I love all of that. Like, that's a, that's a part of what makes me go. So having to shut that down was weird. But like you said, it was just all about pivoting and staying busy. And, you know, a lot of the work that I put in before, it just paid off at that time. Wow. So that's what you work really, really hard for is if they're in case of emergency you'll still mm -hmm. be good and you'll be able to, uh, to you know, get back to, to a freaking normal. And like you said, it took a long time for people to associate, you know, rap with festivals. I was, a long time, I was one of the only rappers there. Mm -hmm. And people looked at it like rock and roll or just white people stuff. But, mm -hmm. you know, it's all about money. It's all about having a great time. It's all about experiencing it. And, you know, as we became more legal, just more and more people just having more fun. Yeah, that's crazy. You said it's like festivals were seen as white people shit because I grew up in Patterson, New Jersey, which is a, like an inner city is a hood. Um, and then my parents moved me to a suburb in New Jersey. It was a culture shock for me because all my neighbors were white. When black and yellow came out, I heard it first from a white boy. Mm -hmm. Like I will never forget it. It was white boys. It was their theme song. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, Wiz is different. And I was like, damn near what? Like 11 years old, 12 years old at the yeah. time. Uh -huh. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. You know, we talked a lot about like quarantine season and um, a lot of people gain weight, myself included. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to front. A lot of people gain weight. And, you know, I was probably munching on Hotbox. I'm just kidding. 
but you uh, I'm just but you definitely gained good weight mm-hmm. you were working out you were living a lifestyle talk to me about your journey with Muay Thai that's what it's called yeah Muay Thai MMA yes. all of that stuff it's mixed martial arts I do Muay, I do Muay Thai kickboxing I do Taekwondo wrestling and I'm about to start jiu-jitsu pretty soon but um yeah it was just like a personal thing I kind of just wanted to challenge myself as far as like um getting more healthy and going to the gym and just paying attention to my body. And then when I went to the gym, I started to actually learn things like the science of lifting weights and dieting, and recovery and sleep. So it became more of a lifestyle. Like, okay, this is how I'm going to be living my life for the rest of my life. And um, the mixed martial arts tied in because I didn't, I don't want to just gain weight and just be like big and not moving around. And um, it's harder to play sports and stuff like that when you get older because nobody's like playing football or you know going and hooping and shit like that like kind of but so it's get that cardio and then you challenge yourself mentally and you just start to learn a whole lot of different things become a part of the community so some people they get in it and then they get their ass kicked and then they're out of it you know what i mean like they don't like it so but for me it was more or less like damn i really fuck with this like i'm trying to learn trying to get better and you know the attention started to come from it and people started to wondering if I'm going to do fights and things like that but it's more just an everyday thing and something that I'm going to be doing for for my whole life whether it's uh to compete or not I could understand that because I got into boxing and lifting weights before it was kind of like the cool to do it mm-hmm. and um it's definitely a mental thing because you're not thinking about anything else mm-hmm. but just finishing your set or just getting through the workout you know what yeah. i mean did yeah. you learn anything about your mental endurance during that time i've always been a pretty you know mentally tough dude so to be able to apply it it feels good and um with music you only get to use certain muscles so when you're actually in the gym like that's like that's my reset every day like i'll go to the studio i'll drink i'll smoke i'll party all night but I have to go to the gym and just reset everything. And um, yeah, that's what it more or less made me see for myself is how to, you know, just click it back on. All right, now how do I win those million dollars again? What I gotta do? (laughs) (laughs) You gotta join the PFL. (laughs) Oh, okay. And I have to like compete. I have to beat somebody up or something. Yeah, yeah. It's a point system. So you get points throughout the season. Mm-hmm. And then there's the playoffs, and then there's the there's the championship. I don't think you could do it. You think so? Yeah, yeah. All right, so I could sign up under like what you believe in me to be under your team? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, damn, that means was you know I have hands, so that means you have hands too. <laughs> I know you're really busy between MMA, ownership, entrepreneurship, music, and fatherhood. What does 24 hours look like for you, and how do you manage your time? I don't sleep very much, so I probably wait. I wake up at about six with Sebastian. I got puppies too, those little crazy things. So I'm up at six, uh, Bash goes to school by about eight. So I drop him off at school. Uh, we're usually late, so <laughs> it'll be about like nine. Um, then I go to the gym um, around like 10.30 or 11. But in between that time, I'll probably do like some social media stuff. Go over my schedule, figure out what's what. Then I go to the gym and I work out. I'm out of the gym by one because I got to pick him up at 2.30. We back at the crib by three. Baseball practice. Uh, so homework, chilling. Give him a little bit of Fortnite time by 7.30. Getting ready to eat. Um, I'm getting ready for work. 
and by eight or nine, he's in the bed. I'm at the studio from nine till about five or six the next day. And I might get like a little nap while I'm at the studio, let one of the homies record or something like that while I go catch some D's real quick. And I'm right back up. Damn. Yeah, yeah. Wow, I'm never gonna complain about being tired again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fun though. Wow, you know what's great though? You have no bags. No. Nah. No bags in the eye. It's the water. Yeah, it's the water. It's that good black don't crack. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what, Wiz? You're an icon, man. Thank you so much for your love, your energy, your transparency, and all of it. I'm super fan, so I'm always going to follow everything you're doing. But thank you so much for this conversation. No doubt. Thanks for having me on the show. And I uh, can't wait to see you at the show. Got to come see us, see us live. Of course. We outside. Yeah, yep. <laughs> Good job. Yes, Erski. I'm having so much fun with just like releasing these interviews, just letting it go, getting your feedback. Make sure you like, you follow, you leave me a comment. It really does help me. It motivates me. It inspires me to keep going. Um, I really love it when you guys tell me how you felt about an interview. If you learned something new about an artist, if you learned something new about me that you found interesting. I know on my YouTube page, someone told me to shut up. Like <laughs> They were like, oh, we want to hear the artist. You need to shut up. I'm like, all right, everybody. Everybody relax calm down <laughs> calm down please seriously they're like we hate it when uh interviewers try to relate i'm sorry i'm a person not a robot damn don't whatever you do don't don't try to ai my job you feel me but honestly uh hit me up Don Jalissa, D-O-N, Y-U-L-I-S-S-A. I'm going to start releasing celebrity interviews Tuesdays and Thursdays. So make sure you follow this podcast. Tuesdays and Thursdays are my celebrity interview days. And um, Wednesday, what is it? I think it's like Wednesday and Fridays. I'm doing a weekly recap about what's going on. We're going to do celebrity news. We're going to talk about the news. So tomorrow I will probably be talking about that submarine and everything that happened there. I'm still a little confused, so I just know people lost their lives and the internet made just a joke about it. So the internet is really undefeated. Crazy. Let's talk about it tomorrow. Hit me up. I want to hear your feedback. This is Don Jalissa, and I'm leaving you off with an abundance of love, peace, and transparency right here with me. Bye.